0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Now this is how you do a party, DeMarco. <laughs> you come to a place like this where there is live mariachi music. Yes. Where you are surrounded by, I don't know whether to call these TVs or screens or whatever they are, a but they huge are beautiful. Whatever.
0: Yes, they're huge. There's food. There's Everywhere. drink.
1: And we're going to talk football today. This All is, day. This is what this should be every single day. I,
0: I love this. This is a great idea. And Why we don't we do scarves. this like once a week? And we get good scarves. That's No, we dressed up for this. This is awesome. I love it. Being amongst the Ramley is awesome. A it bunch is. of season ticket holders. It awesome. is.
1: Look, we, we're going to talk to a whole bunch of people today. We're going to talk to Chris Shula, the new Rams defensive coordinator, coming up here in about 10 minutes. So we'll talk with him. We're going to talk with Kevin Demoff, COO, a uh, couple of players, Steve Avila, uh, Bobby Brown coming up as well. But, you know, we are just talking with Sedano and Cap, and they were talking about wine. And I know how close you are with Dick Vermeil. Yes. And I know how special of a person he is to you. My coach eternal. Yes, yes sir. I have a bone to pick with that man. Because oh boy. they were talking about the wine that Sasha Vujicic brought them. So did Sasha show up in studio I'm with sure, wine? But I know yeah. that they had and Cappy's going to get wine out of it because he's Cappy, right? Oh, Cappy's that guy, right? Yeah. At the Super Bowl between the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Dallas, Texas, at Jerry World. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Dick Vermeil was making the rounds through Radio Row, and I was very excited to see Dick Vermeil, Super Bowl winning head coach. This is very, very exciting. Secret. What year was that? I'm trying to remember. 2010, I okay. believe. So 2011, years maybe? after we won the Super Bowl. Yes. But still energetic and oh. after his Kansas City deal. He was great. And he comes in, and yeah. he sits down we'll at a table just like this one. Yeah. And he sits a big bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon right in front of me. He's telling wow. me about his winery. He's telling me about living in Napa and all this wonderful stuff that goes along with it. And I, I, I love wine, DeMarco. I, you're you're so a I'm, wine guy. I'm a wine guy. Okay, right. Well, I mean, yeah. He put it right First in the of middle of your look, table. If yeah. it's free, it's for me. Right. If it's free, I'll take three. Absolutely. Right. That's just how the, yes. the radio thing goes. Yes. Right? That's the why we get into it is for the free food and drink. And he's telling me about this wine and how it's, you know, how it's uh, cellared and all of these other things and when it's going to be ready. And he isn't puts that this the bottle. Super
0: Bowl thirty four wine? It might have been.
1: That's that's his signature wine. Okay, yeah. okay, good. I've had, I've, I love that wine. Yeah, I get my five minutes with him and yep. he gets up to go to the next one. He took the wine with him. Oh. I Like everybody that comes by in the Super Bowl, they, here's a bag of Skittles. Here's a, a six-pack of Corona or whatever, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm going to get a very nice bottle of Cabernet right here. He took that. To this day, it was 14 years ago, and it's like it happened yesterday. Oh, I haven't man. let it go. Should I text him? Hey, I, you know, if I text him and tell him that story, he'll send you a case.
0: <laughs> he really will. By then, yes. He'll send you a case. Text him right now But that sure. is totally him, though. He's thinking, look, I'm going to do like 15 interviews in like 30 minutes. Do I bring 30 bottles of wine or just one? <laughs> he brought I'm going to bring one and keep moving. <laughs> it. That's him. That is totally him. If I make a connection, I'll send
1: you one. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was great. He we'll, was, we'll he get was that rectified. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he was the Super Bowl coach when uh, when you won your Super Bowl. Um, the Rams not coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, but here we are uh, just a couple of months after the end of the season when it ended, and you tell me how big of a surprise what last year was. Because for Man. me, DeMarco, yeah. A 10-7 and seven season, arguably the best playoff game that we saw throughout the entire season until we got into the Super Bowl with the Chiefs uh, and the 49ers along the way. But... I did not think that the 2023 season was going to be a 10-7 and 7 playoff appearance season for the Rams, and that's exactly what it was.
0: Not many did. And I, I'm, I'm mad at myself. I'm mad I didn't check in and see. We're going to be sitting down. I thought we are going to be standing up. I was going to bring both rings. Oh. But that's just too much to be, you know, walking around with. <laughs> right. But sitting down, I could have done it. Pull you your know? shoulders especially, out of your socket. You know what I'm saying? That's just a lot to deal with, especially when you got to go in now to the out of know, the men's room and whatnot. So you got to, you got to plan those things out. But we would be I'm at sure. a table. But anyway. But, yeah, I mean – no one had the Rams making the postseason. This was supposed to be the rebuilding year. Remember? Sure. No one wanted to say
1: rebuild. A remodel. No one, I believe remodel. is the term that Les Snead used.
0: Right. No yeah. one wanted to say rebuild, sure. especially around Les Need or Sean McVay. Uh, but when you think about how this league works, this should have been your rebuilding year. If you missed the postseason, everybody would have gave you a break for it, but... The one person we forgot to ask about that was Sean McVay. That's for sure. And by extension, Raheem Morris and that whole coaching staff. uh, They had other things in mind. They were just as driven as the players, if not more so. So, you know, you're you're loaded with guys. You win the Super Bowl. You got Von Miller. The next year you get Bobby Wagner. You just got talent everywhere, and you make it happen. But then you show up with a group of youngsters that need to be first coached up to your scheme, coached up to the speed of the game, and then make them effective players in the National Football League. All in one calendar year? Completely, totally impressive.
1: We were talking about this on my show earlier today, the Travis and Sliwa show, 10 to 1. You should check it out. It's pretty good. I, I love um, that show. Yeah, yeah. it Yeah, it's uh, – it, Except for that Slee guy. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> It depends on what we're talking about. Um, and this Emily that says something about Pulp Fiction. She, she's, she's pretty anyway, good. Anyway, go ahead. We Thanks. were talking about this. They found five starters in the draft last year. Yeah. If you find a couple, that's a pretty darn good draft. They found five starters in one draft without a first-round draft pick.
0: Okay, not just that. You can find five starters in the draft draft, that, and they're all terrible, but you have to start them, okay. right? And they just don't play well. You found five guys that actually can start and play well and get better. That's the most impressive thing to me. The guy we're going to talk to today, Steve Avila, you plugged him in at left guard. and there didn't be you, enough room between the two of us. I don't think so. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Have you seen the movie uh, Moana? Yes. This is – that's Maui. <laughs> it, that, that is him. I swear, that's that guy. Yeah, he, he's he's amazing. So, But that guy – you plugged him in at left guard, and all he did was play every rep for you, every single snap for you. That is impossible as much as as, as it's incredible. You know what I'm saying? And then to make that guy get better towards the end of the year, yeah, just amazing. So you, you draft guys, you identify guys that this guy could start for us, and then he does it. That's just unbelievable luck and unbelievable
1: coaching. And you did it five times. Yeah. It, it's, it's, like you said, it's one thing. Like we, we, You only have 50-some guys on the roster. You're going to have to start 11 of them on each side of the ball. He's not so ready. He's so we're not ready. you know. you right. got to do it anyway. Right. None of those were just we don't have a better option. They were all guys that played at a high level. And then a couple of guys that played at an insanely high level, like Puka Nakua, like uh, Kobe Turner, just yeah. guys that were really not just playing football but playing at a crazy high level. I'm trying to ignore Puka
0: in the offseason. I am. I'm trying to ignore him. He's everywhere right now, and he should be. You should enjoy do you know this. You can play basketball. Like you're that? an all-pro. Uh, did you see him cram it? Unreal. Uh, di- the dude's an athlete. Yeah, born to do it. He's 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 becoming a celeb. Yeah, I don't like this right now. <laughs> you're you're afraid. Of I just what, no. Exactly? Yeah, do this after year two, maybe <laughs> just a little bit more. I don't know, but yeah, he's been phenomenal. But can't wait to see him come back and capitalize and continue to do what he's done. Plus. The emergence, the re-emergence of Cooper Cup. I still think that guy exists. Cooper Cup, even with Puka Nakua doing what he does, I well, still think Cooper Cup. Exists.
1: I think that's what that's one of the things that we'll talk about here over the course of the next couple of hours is how those two guys fit together moving forward. If Puka Nakua can be the number one, does Cooper Cup slide to the two? Do you have a one and a one a? How does it all fit together? That's all coming up. We are here at the YouTube Theater. It is Rams Revealed, Jamie Long and Andrew Whitworth on the uh, stage right now. We're talking all Both about were in last hoodies. Season. Both, <laughs> by the way, I wish ah. I could pull that off. Like I want you the I, I want I want the hoodie out of the back of the sports coat. I, can I? that That is big guy chic of course you can yes yeah i'm glad the big dudes are taking over okay come on. all right i'm gonna go shopping for a uh for a hoodie then that's gonna happen all right chris shula the new defensive coordinator of the los angeles rams he will join us next that's coming up on rams revealed live from the youtube theater on 710 espn Now would be a very good time to put in that application for season tickets because they are coming off of a 10-7 and season, a season that was supposed to, like DeMarco said a minute ago, the word that you weren't supposed to say out loud, right? The the, the remodel, I think, is the word that was used uh, publicly. This upcoming season should be incredibly exciting. A lot of new faces, both on the field and on the sidelines as well. New defensive coordinator, Chris Shula, joining us right now. Chris, thanks so much for
3: stopping by. Great. Thanks for having me on.
1: So do you even get an off-season when you get the promotion to the D.C. job? Obviously, you've been with the Rams for eight years, but all of a sudden, you are in that D.C.
3: chair. What is it like? Could you just hit the ground running the very next day? Hit the ground running. Uh, you know, I think when I got the job, we had about a week and a half left of vacation. <laughs> okay. And, but we still had to hire Coach United. You, know, you got to fill out the staff, and there's a timely manner to that because... You know, the coaches that we hired, you know, Greg Williams and uh, Giff Smith had other opportunities in the league. So it was a timely fashion that we had to, you know, you become the D coordinator. Now, next thing you know, you got to get coaches. That happened the very next day. So filled out the staff, feel great about them. Unbelievable staff. And then, uh, yeah, now we're, you know, working on the draft and free agency and scheme. And, yeah, there is no offseason to answer your questions. Is that, is
0: that, are you on the horn as the DC calling guys? Saying, or is that somebody else calling for you? Like oh, when no. you call
3: to to, well, to call out yourself, well, we yeah. got to put in a request for the interview, so yeah. you know, you know, you can't talk to him directly, so. Um, yeah, so they put in the, uh, they put in the request, and then, then once the request goes through, then, yeah, we kind of set it up. And,
0: That's really and awesome, man. I yeah. mean, look, I hope I don't bug you on game day because I always come <laughs> up to you on game day and ask him never, questions. You never do it. And it's always, always right when you're done working out or at least when I think you're done working out. But, <laughs> but always great answers. And I was looking over the list of guys that you've been with. You've been with Wade. You've been with Raheem Morris. Joe Barry got a job. Brendan Staley got a job. I mean, you've coached from the secondary to the linebackers to the front. When did you know you were ready for this moment to be D.C. in the National Football
3: League? You know, I never really thought like that. Um, You know, I, I was always just so focused on the job at hand. You know, I was never really looking ahead. Um, You know, when I was coaching linebackers, I was ready to coach linebackers for the next 10 years. Move to DBs, you do the same thing. And then, you know, I think all those experiences and all the great coaches you work under eventually just prepare you for the task at hand, which is right now. And, uh, you know, that's all I'm focused on is is the now. And that's what I did in the past. And hopefully that still still continues to benefit me.
0: That's one of the other points. Like during games, I know you get so engrossed doing what you're doing, coaching your guys. But did you ever stop and just make mental notes for yourself? Like, hmm if this comes up down the road, I would do X, Y, and Z.
3: Did you have those moments? Yeah, for sure. I think you're always kind of, you know, you're always kind of knowing that this is the next step in the progression of the, of the profession. And uh, yeah, you're always kind of thinking of it. You know, if, if I ever get that opportunity, I may do something this way, you know, mm-hmm. and there's always stuff that's kind of fun to think. Or of I you like might the make way a little did note. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, well, you know, and, that's the thing is working under Wade Phillips and a Brandon Stalin and a Raheem Morris they all did it in their own way they were all very different and they're all very effective some great, you know obviously Wade's one of the best of all time Raheem's track record speaks for itself and so does Brandon's and uh and so just working under those guys you learn so much and you kind of take a little piece of them but you got to do it your own way.
1: Chris Shula the Rams new defensive coordinator joining us here on Rams Revealed and and it's kind of what I wanted to ask you next, Chris, is all the names that you mentioned that you've worked for. These are guys that have been around the league a long time, have a kind of of experience. You obviously spent your life in football and have been around it a long time. Taking everything that you see from your mentors, from the, your peers, and saying, okay, I like this. I like this from this guy. I like that from this guy. How much is putting together all of that? And how much of it is, I want to do it like this, just seeing it your own way and putting that spin on what you've learned throughout your years coaching in
3: the league? Yeah, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And you're always going to be yourself. Like, I can't even try to be Raheem Morris. I think everyone can kind of, can kind of see that. You can't try to be Wade Phillips. He's kind of his own man. You, you just take certain things that I think you can from those. Like, Raheem developed relationships with all the players. And he did that, developed the relationships in, in his own way. And I'll develop relationships with the guys in my own way. And that's kind of the thing. And, you know, Brandon, I always thought, was, was so good at, you know, studying around the league and always watching stuff and always studying and always getting better. And you kind of take that from him. You know, now you don't know exactly what he's studying. You kind of do that in your own way. And then same with Wade. He let his coaches coach. And he gave them ownership. And, you know, I've always kind of felt that having such a strong staff, uh, that's definitely how we'll operate.
0: Wade was sneaky funny. He He was. was. He He (laughs) (laughs) would send out a tweet like, how old are you? And you're tweeting? Or
3: you see him dancing on the dance floor. Still tweeting, yeah. I mean, you might have to cut a rug every now and (laughs) then. Wade was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that, but uh, Wade was uh, Wade was classic and awesome to go to work with yeah, every day. He yeah. really was. And the stories he would tell about some of the older players he coached and stuff, it was just it was so cool to go work you with.
0: You know, him. I was reading, and uh, you are one of two families that are third-generation coaching in the NFL. Who's the other one? Yeah, the Phillips. The Phillips family. Oh, oh my God, West that's Phillips, right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. Does that ever dawn on you, like, wow, this is like.
3: In our blood, this is what we do. Yeah, that's what uh, I, I found that out actually when I got hired here initially with the Rams uh, when I came up and started working with Wade, and uh, Wade actually said that um, said that to me. So I think he's the one that told me that.
0: That's right. So Bum Wade and his West. son Wes. That's yeah, right. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow! Right here, they're all we here at one point. Say, that's it's nuts. all coming
1: through Los Angeles. That's not unbelievable. Wow, history! And this, I, I asked Ray Morris this question a few years ago, and I always remember the answer. So, but before I tell you what he said to me, I'm curious your, your take on it too. How do you coach one of the greats to have ever played this sport? How do you coach an Aaron Donald? How, how do you put him in a position to get better and be at his best?
3: Yeah, I think for Aaron Donald, uh, first of all, he wants to be coached. And that's always the thing that, Like with the Rams. And, and one of the reasons why we've had such a had success over the years is our best players want to get coached. And, and he wants to get coached just like everybody else. And now, obviously, you're not going to treat him just like everybody else because sure. he's earned that right. And I think with him, it's showing him how – you can get him one on one you know what can you do how can you get him one on one in the run game how can you get him one on one in the pass game how, and, and showing him those types of things and now hey maybe here you might have a tough down or maybe here you know we might be doing this and bringing something the other way and you know and you kind of it's kind of a give and take but i, I think that's where it starts and you kind of show him you know hey here's where we can benefit you
1: what are some of the differences like you said you know he's earned the right to be treated differently that he wants to be coached what are some of the differences
3: yeah, I mean, I think it's whether it's a veteran off day, you know, whether it's something with uh, meetings, I, don't, I think there's definitely some non-negotiables, some, you know, when it comes to playing hard on the field and some stuff like that. You know, how we take the field, how we play, you know, how we get off blocks, how we run to the ball, that's all going to be the same. But I think, you know, as far as how you get the process of getting to play your best on Sunday, it's a lot different for a guy that's been in the league. 10 years and made however many Hall pros, you know, all versus a guy that's been, you know, two or three years in the league. And, you know, I think it's going to be a lot different. I think everyone would agree with that.
0: When you see him with his shirt off, yeah, your tone will change. <laughs> Absolutely. This guy can rip my arms off. Let me just, you know, I'll just ask him. No, but, but you know, Aaron is, is, is special. We know that he's from Mars. He's from a different planet. But the guys that, like Ernest Jones, who got progressively better, and you keep asking more of him, and he keeps performing and guys like Michael Hoyt position change becomes a starter in the National Football League that's the stuff that gets to me I love watching Aaron play but I love watching guys progress We're going to have Bobby Brown on the show, right? Yep. Another guy who got nothing but better the more reps he gets. That's the stuff that fires me up. How about
1: you?
3: Yeah, exactly the same. And, uh, you know, I think of another guy, Quentin Lake, um, who got the opportunity this year, you know, kind of the second half of the year, started playing at at some different spots, started playing the safety position, started playing the star. Another guy we're really excited about. Um, Yeah, you mentioned Ernest Jones. You mentioned uh, another guy, Kobe Turner. Byron Young. I mean, those guys. But, yeah, that's, that's why you get into coaching. It's about the players. And that's why, you know, all of us, all of us that coach with, you know, it's all about the players and it's how we can get them to play their best and trying to show them and and everything we can do, every stone unturned, no matter what it is. Um, it's all about them. It's not about scheme. It's not about anything else. It's how we can get them to play their best. And, and you know, I think when they know that uh, and they realize that, I think that's when, you know, they'll play hard and that's when uh, great uh, relationships form.
1: Rams new defensive coordinator Chris Shula joining us here on Rams Revealed and not statistically that's not what I'm asking but just the the evolution of them as football players what is year 2 for Turner and Byron Young look like
3: Yeah I think it's just continuing to grow um you know I think Kobe Turner doesn't necessarily get enough credit in how he played the run um you know you talk about the 9 sacks breaking the breaking the rookie record but he's a great he's a great player in all downs and I think it's just a continuing to increase his role a little bit maybe maybe you know the stamina play a few more snaps you know get You know, he's already played a 17-game season now, kind of build on that. And I think the same thing with Byron Rung. You know, I think he's got so much ability and, uh, you know, maybe toning that pass rush a little bit and maybe not running down the middle of the offensive line and stuff like that where, you know, you're working a move, you're working an edge, using your speed. Um, He's a great player versus the run, you know, continue to build on that. So I think it's just two guys that are all around really good players on, you know, versus the run and the pass and just building on what they do well.
0: I have a theory about Byron Young. I, I don't want to – not blame. Blame is the wrong word. But I wish the Rams at SoFi had a tremendous home field advantage to where you couldn't even hear in here, like up in Seattle. Imagine Byron Young with that speed off the edge when you couldn't hear as a tackle.
3: There's no doubt, yeah. That's what we need. We need the fans to show up and, That's 16 uh, and come sacks. out and, uh, and help Aaron Young out.
0: That's sure. what I'm talking about. I mean, that dude, we said he is a tremendous talent. Once he learns how to pass rush, he's going to be dangerous. And you saw the light come on a few times, didn't you? Oh, definitely. There were a few uh, a few plays and a few uh, drives where he went out there, and he was the best player on the field.
3: No, there, there really was. And we saw it in camp. We saw it in OTAs. We saw it in, uh, we saw it throughout training camp. And, uh, you know, he played a ton of snaps. I think him and Mike Hoyt were in the top five at the outside backer position and snaps played on the season definitely you know? competing so to come yeah. in and do that as a rookie is one of the more impressive things i've ever seen and i think he had nine sacks as well yeah he had at least had eight and so you know he was a productive guy and yeah you're exactly right he's got so much ability and i think part of that will be keeping him fresh you know so he can get off the ball mm-hmm. every single snap you know where some of the times where he's not saving himself yeah he knows he has to play a long drive uh, i think it's little things like that where we can show him or i think we can get the most out of him.
0: uh well just one quick thing yes. schematically things gonna change or are we, we that's still up in the air
3: it's, it's a little bit up in the air up in the we're, air. we're okay. getting it we're getting into it we'll build off what we've done and uh can, you know keep with the core foundation and uh We'll see you in the next coming months. We'll throw one more at you, Chris. When when
1: Demarco's talking about that light coming on for a player like Byron Young, you see that thing. Is it a technique? Is it a recognition of something that they're about to do to him? What what is, for? You get whammed like, by a fullback, that it, light will come on quick. Is that what it is? Just understanding what they're trying to do to you? Yeah, that, I think I think it's level? a little bit
3: of that. You know, on defense, you're always reacting. So. You know, it's reacting to the offensive tackle set. It's studying the sets. It's 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 having a it move, and what do I do best? And now having counters off it. You know, it's it's all those types of things that uh, you know we'll continue to work with. And I'm on. And, and you know what? He's one of the hardest workers on the team. Um, he's exactly you know when we talk about guys in the draft that we're looking to onboard, um, we're looking for guys like Byron Young. So
1: Chris Shull is the new defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams. Chris, congratulations. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me on. You yeah, can't have my, my scarf. You. thanks man i bet he can get one if he wants i'm I'm sure he could find one somewhere (laughs) sure he could for sure absolutely thanks again chris yeah demarco it's 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 something else isn't it that this is the challenge when you have a successful head coach this is a challenge when you have a head coach who continues to put other coaches into head coaching positions you got to replace people yeah and and it's not one or two it's just every single season since sean mcveigh has been here with the rams there's been the the term brain drain right oh yeah like this many assistants leave to go be head coaches and they take a they coach call it brain drain brain drain right? i like that that the the, 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 the collective knowledge of yeah and and chris is interesting too because he's been here for a while right yeah. this is his he'll be this will be his eighth season with the team but just this is another one of those incredible skills that sean mcveigh has is I'll take, I'll take that guy, I'll take that guy, I'll take that guy, and he doesn't miss very often. No, I think he and McVay were actually roommates in college. Well, they all go to Miami of Ohio. Every, it's, it's, every college the
0: cradle went. of coaches, right? That's where they come from. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, I mean, look, I I was racking my brain with some of the season ticket holders just about 20 minutes ago. I don't think Sean McVay has ever fired anyone. Wade Phillips was not re-signed. That's not firing a guy. Okay. I think he was just done. Liam Cohen left. Right. right. I don't think he's actually fired anyone. They all move on to
1: to different jobs or yeah. better jobs for the most part. It's got to be a good feeling too when they, when Coach McVeigh taps you on the shoulder and says I'd like you to join my staff or I'd like to promote you to a more important position inside my staff.
0: Oh yeah. That, 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 if you're because- a
1: young coach, I would make sure I would like bump
0: into McVeigh somewhere just so he would remember me. <laughs> somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, Maybe spill a glass of wine on her I, or something. Perfect. <laughs> just, yes. I'm sorry. Let me send you a, a new <laughs> shirt along the way. We are here at Rams Revealed at the YouTube Theater uh, inside SoFi Stadium. Adjacent to SoFi Stadium. I don't know how we're supposed to say it other than this place is awesome. Awesome. It is unbelievable. We're still going to talk to Steve Avila in a little bit, Bobby Brown as well, and the COO of the Los Angeles Rams, Kevin Demoff, all scheduled to join us. It's DeMarco Farr, Travis Rogers, Rams Revealed on 710 ESPN. DeMarco, what you were talking about with Chris Shula, the Rams' new defensive coordinator, who we were speaking with uh, a couple of minutes ago, about a player like Byron Young getting that little advantage of a home field advantage, where the the opposing quarterback and his offensive lineman have to go on a silent count. Unfortunately, that has not been the norm in SoFi Stadium yet. But it does feel like where we are now, and you and I have been talking about this team since they came back from LA, back back to LA in 2016. And from where it started to where it is now, I really don't know if you could ask for more. With the venue, with the team, with the coaching staff, with the way that they've integrated themselves into the community, it really has been extraordinary. It feels like they've been here much longer than they actually have I,
0: I 100 uh, have you been to santa clara have you been to Levi stadium i have
1: not okay
0: um i just wonder why i still i'm still fighting that battle and i'm willing to die on this hill like i get it the rams left and there was no team and you had to pick one and you picked them up north yeah but now there's a team here that has an actual like you said
1: there's a concert hall inside a stadium this is cool it's, by the way, it's not like a little wooden stage with no. a spotlight. It is a 6,000-seat state-of-the-art concert venue.
0: This is your stadium. This is your football team. You yeah. need to jump in on this. This is where the cool kids are. So I think at some point it will be like that. I hope Byron Young is ready for that. And yes. it could be next season. But, yeah, just watching him play and, and turn it up and, you know, start have that light come on when you when you can tell, like, He's trusting his instincts of being a football player, and he's making the right
1: reads, and he's making plays, and he's growing in confidence. How long does that take? How long did it take you? Before Man, you, just, I mean, you, you stopped thinking and you just started playing, you just understood what was happening.
0: You playing. know, it was quick because I was going against Jackie Slater in training camp. That'll do it. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I learned fast. Like, oh, there's a lack of rule enforcement in the NFL. Like, it's really it's just you and him. Oh, I can play this game. So, yeah. yeah. But watching Byron Young just make that leap. Watch Steve Avila make that leap. Watching Matthew Stafford go from this guy to greatness right in front of you and, and be the toughest guy in the football team. That stuff carries over, and you have a lot of pieces. So you went through this, and you did this, made the playoffs on a rebuilding year. So what is 2024 going to bring? You have got to be excited if, if you're a Rams fan. Oh, That's
1: what I gosh. mean. You, This might be your year. Look, it's Sean McVay just came out on stage with JB and Andrew Whitworth, and he's already giving them a hard time for having hoodies and a sports coat, so now I have to reconsider everything. That we were talking about. You told me I could pull it off. Now McVeigh's busting chops over the whole pack. I, I may have to reconsider. Now, my, don't
0: let Coach problem. scare you out of it. Oh, I no, think it you can pull it, it off. Did. No, no. See, it's big guy stuff. He can't pull it off. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he's down and He can't pull off the hoodie and the sport coat. All right. Yeah, you got to makes... be a
1: certain girth for that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel a little better. Look, you were talking about how coming into last season, the expectations were modest at best. Let's be honest. At best. This felt like... You know, the, the, it was like supposed back, to be a disaster. If you yeah. had gone back to the beginning of the season and said, what is more likely, that this team wins 10 games and goes to the playoffs, and not only goes to the playoffs, but is a team that could win a few games in the playoffs, if not more, or they end up with the first pick in the draft, I think you would probably have leaned more towards the latter than the former. The, they, they did get the 10 wins. And if you look at the progression of the Sean McVay era, and you know this as well as anybody, it is be pretty good, get very good, and then there's a dip, and then pretty good, very good. It's kind of a three-year cycle. Well, this upcoming season is year three of that cycle. Last year, was far two years ago, 5-12, and 10-7. What's waiting around the corner? What is the ceiling for next year? Well, you, you tell me. You, you watched this
0: year's Super Bowl run. I mean, I, I thought the Rams, they could have won in Detroit. That could have sure. been them in the NFC Championship game. I mean, who knows what would have happened there, but you see the top of the NFC. You see how the Rams are playing at the end of the year, and this is with guys making their first starts. Yeah, This is their first season as starters, so they're all going to get bigger, stronger, faster, and better going into this year. So you tell me if you keep Matthew Stafford healthy, if you can find a way to sign Kevin Dodson, and I think that's the most important thing, keeping him on this football team. Uh, make sure a large Jackson or your left tackle spot is solidified, yes. and you get Matthew Stafford comfortable. With Puka Nakua, with Cooper Cup coming back. You tell me what this offense can do
1: versus what you saw on the NFC side. I, we were talking about my, my pad that you've seen many times before. I got all my little scribbled notes here. I want you to look at what's circled right there, right? Just Kevin Dotson. Kevin Dotson, right, that, yes. That's it. It's very rare. We were talking about, hey, you know who You know who might be the, the linchpin to this whole thing? Is, let's make sure that that guard that you traded for right before the beginning of the season that you didn't have slated as a starter. Yeah you might need to give him a lot of money because he may be the guy that kind of keeps this whole thing together. Am I overstating that? No. Because it really feels like No, that. no. You,
0: you, you've got a decision to make on Kevin Dotson. And look, his representation, I wound up working out in a gym on the road with his agent and, and didn't know it. Okay. And I was just gushing over the guy. And he thought I was doing it because he was there. I had no idea he was he was his oh, really? agent. And we met. I'm like, oh, God, I love your guy. He was like, yeah. Uh, so we were talking about the off season and, and whatnot. And he smiled and walked off. But yeah, I mean, he knows what's happened and how valuable he is to this football team. But you'd have to make a decision on Coleman Sheldon, bringing him back as a center. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to make a decision as uh, for a large Jackson. He's yep. a restricted free agent. But you've got to keep that offensive line intact. How much it will cost, I don't know. Who it may cost you. But I think that is the most important thing because your most important asset is number nine. Yeah. And secondary to that is protecting number nine.
1: Yeah. Is it an oversimplification? Look, you go back to the year they won the Super Bowl. That offensive line was mostly healthy. Witt missed some time. Joe Nopum stepped in. Yeah. And and this is why I've always had a soft spot for Joe Nopum because – on a Super Bowl-winning team, he started a left tackle for a good chunk of the season. Oh, yeah. Whitworth was not able to do it. So I'll always give him a great deal of credit for that. But the very next year, the offensive line was a disaster. People were hurt. They went through 15, 16 different guys, and nothing else worked. This year, it got quieted down. They only had nine different guys play games, and your five starters were basically your five starters for most of the season, and everything worked pretty smoothly after that. Absolutely. You know what
0: the, the, the best thing they did for Joe Noteboom was stop listening to him. If he said Al, no one cared. Really, I I don't care. You're you're playing. Just get out there and play. Yeah, yeah. we need you. So
1: he's been that guy. Steve Avila is going to join us next. One of those incredible Rams rookie acquisitions from a year ago, getting ready for his second season. He will join us right here on Rams Revealed, live from the YouTube Theater on 710 ESPN. Marco and I, of course, were talking about the draft class from a year ago that the Rams found not one, two, three, or four, but five different starters in one draft class. One draft class. And it started with the Rams' second-round pick, their left guard, Steve Avila, who joins us right now. Steve, congratulations on a first, uh, a first year in the NFL, a first incredibly successful year in the NFL. It, it, take me through it. What was year one in the NFL like?
2: You know, it was crazy that you say year one, and I can't believe that it's, it's actually been a year right i think i was at the combine right now um but a lot has happened um it's been fun um uh got drafted i remember getting a phone call from thousand oaks and my first thought was like where the hell is thousand oaks? <laughs> <laughs> but uh i saw la next to it so it had to be one of enough, but um i don't even remember the conversation i just i was just crying so much you know was, i'm just it was such a blessing um but uh i'm blessed to have a lot of good people around me so i made the season go by and um you know i'm super glad First, you—you was a big dude, man.
0: I, I mean, my goodness, bro. How bro, much do you you're up there right with now? Me too, right? I mean, you just a Come big on, old dude, though. My goodness, yeah, big old monster. You played every snap this year. Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Yeah, every yeah. single snap this year. Did mm-hmm. you know that when you were at the combine, when you were in your your last days of college? My next step when I get to the NFL, I'm starting day one, and I'm, I'm going to take every snap.
2: Oh, man. No, I mean, I'm a really humble person. Uh, I believe, you know, I mean, I was put in such a good situation. Um, but, you know, I always told myself, even in college, man, I'm just going to work my tail off, um, and we'll see where things go. I mean, that's what you can, all you can do. Um, and I, I was put in a situation where I was, you know, I had to start. Um, you know, they drafted me to start, and, um, you know, I came in here knowing that. So, yeah.
1: It's one thing to be told, "Hey, listen, we need you to start," and it's another thing to show up and start and then not take a single play off. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a whole next level along the way. Demarco and I have talked about you a, a, a number of times, you know, before games, during games, after games, and he uses a word that is a, is a compliment. Sitting and talking to you for five minutes before, it's not a it's not a, a vibe that I'm getting from you right away. Did you bring a certain level of nasty to the pro- <laughs> to the position? That you bring a certain level of just we're here and we're gonna we're gonna get after this a little bit.
2: Yeah, is it something you do? Flip on when you put the helmet on. I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, it's like fight or flight. Uh, you don't want to get picked around while you're out there. Yeah, um, you're playing with a bunch of grown men, people who've been playing the game for a long time, and it's kind of like that in college. I remember that was my first thought. You know, being 18 years old going against 21 year olds. Yeah, when you get to the NFL, it's up. <laughs> um, so you have to do your best. I, and for me, I remember going in. I didn't want to be the person that they picked on and watch, like watch films, be like, "Oh, we're going to pick on this rookie." Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a rookie. So um, that's the mindset that I had going. More of a in there. mental
1: or a physical thing?
2: Both. Really. Really, both. Um, and I didn't want to, you know, be picked around like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, if I get some chirping, I'll chirp back. You, know, you have to be as nasty as possible. I'm shocked.
0: I just thought you like hurting people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: come on now. No, What? but what an education, man. I mean, Aaron Donald, we talk a lot about him. And if you guys are in drills, like one-on-one drills, I think he likes to start on the right, which means he is right over you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What was that like the first time? Yeah, I always tell people, I have a bunch of buddies in college, and we'd always, that the standard for the best defensive lineman was Aaron Donald, and we always asked like, do you think you can get him one out of ten times And in our head? In like, college, yeah. you would talk in about In college, it. yeah. And like, yeah, and we'll get him at least three. Like, come on. And then I, I was the first to call them back my first day and <laughs> yeah. tell them that it would be zero. <laughs> no way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it was it was a good opportunity, man. Like, it's always a blessing going against someone of that caliber. Um, I learned a lot from him, just the stuff that he brings to the table and uh um, you know, I'm blessed to have a teammate like him. Tell me, wait, wait, real
0: quick. Tell me what's that when you're in college and you're watching Aaron, Aaron play. I guess we get used to it, watching him do, like, superhuman stuff. But as a guy coming up, I'm about to be in the league with him, mm-hmm. and you see that. Mm-hmm. What's your thought? Like, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, he's definitely one person. Like, that is the defensive lineman that you look at, and that's what you think of. You know, that's NFL-level stuff. Um Man, he can just do everything. You know, I remember watching a film in college with a bunch of my friends, and we were just like, "Man, uh, we just got to get ready." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but cause... after that, who scares you in the in the
0: national? Yeah, and that's that's a yeah, It's definitely more yeah, of it's, it's
2: more of a mental thing too. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember going into my first game, and I'm like, "No one on this field is better than him." <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so uh, there, there's definitely been great. I've gone against great, great, great opponents, but um, there's no one that's that's better than him. So that always helps out. Can you pick his brain? Can Can you go to him and say, "Hey, listen, I'm struggling with whatever."
1: might be. It, yeah. what, what gives you trouble? Like, not, probably not much if you're Aaron Donald, but what, what makes life more difficult for you? I'd like to do more of that.
2: So, uh, I always get <laughs> picked on because I haven't really like taken the time to pick his brain. Yeah. Um, you know, I respect him so much, and I know he's a teammate. You're eight on the same level. Right. I have air quotation marks Thanks right now. Yeah. now. But that is like a legend. He's the greatest of all time. But I've learned a lot from him from more of an example sense. like If I were to watch one of the first practices of the year and I watched the last one, I can tell that he has prepared me, you know, to play the game of football. He's given me a couple of um, couple of advice, you know, on, like, hand and all, all technique stuff. Um, but, yeah. So.
0: I asked him about his double swipe, and he wouldn't tell me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you going to pay for something? But, I mean, like, good Lord. But uh, moving forward for you, I mean, we were talking about this season going in. You guys started out 1-2. and two. You fought your way back to 3-3, three and three, and then the wheels kind of came off to 3-7. and seven. You come out of the bye just on fire. I mean, mm-hmm. Do you call it a roller coaster? What kind of season do you call that?
2: Yeah. So it's funny because when that was, I don't even remember being below 500 at all. Like I was just, we always had the, the first mindset. part of the year. Yeah, it just, yeah, we just always had the mindset of just attacking the next week. Um, no one had their heads down. No one was like, we are a three and seven, three and six team. Um, it was like we're going to do our best to beat our next opponent. And, you know, we just kept doing that and it just kept on building. We started getting more confident in uh, what this team can do. And, uh, you know, it's Did, did it help playoffs. having a bunch
1: of guys that were just getting started in the league with you? They drafted 14 guys in last yeah. year's draft.
2: All 14 guys made the team. For sure. Uh, definitely with the transition part of getting here. Yeah. had 40 rookies. Uh, right. Whew. So uh, that was definitely – I mean, it's cool being with people uh, that – going through the same things as you. Um, and it's just so awesome, and I'm just so blessed that I'm able to see everybody develop, you know, as I have. Um, so we're all blessed. Did you see Puka
0: Bash in that celebrity basketball game?
2: I did, I Come did. On oh. One of the first things that I think I tweeted, I was like, I didn't know he could get up like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, It's funny, because so him and him and Coop always joke around in the huddle, but yeah. at practice, like they do, like, getting the triple threat. Yes. Like, they have the ball. And I'm like, bro, y'all don't hoop like that. And then he goes up there and drops 16 <laughs> Man. at the celebrity That's awesome game. thing.
1: It wasn't so. that he could just get up and throw. Throwing down, it's that he looked like he'd done it a million yeah. times, and he looked like a basketball mm-hmm. player. He didn't look like a guy that just is an athlete. He looked like he knew what he was
0: yeah. doing.
2: I think
1: he dunked three times and he caught an Alioud, which is insane.
0: <laughs> That's wow. Crazy. And just yeah. we're, we're at the beginning stages of you and his career. That's <laughs> tell me about your quarterback, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is toughness, and then leadership. You,
2: you tell me what it's like to play with mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Oh man, it's it's a blessing. Um, I know one of the first things that I told myself when I got here was, like, I don't want to get him hurt. Like, And that's just such a typical mind, like lineman thing, but, like, it would physically hurt me to see him on the ground, and it'd be my fault. So that's just how much respect I have for him. And uh, I wouldn't want anyone else back, um, back there but him. Like, I know that he would be able to cook up something if we didn't get the right call from the sideline. Um, I know that he will put the ball where it needs to be, and that's just such a – it builds confidence for me as an offensive lineman. You know, I Do you, I love, do you
0: I, see stuff on film and go holy blank, too? Like we Yeah.
2: Do, oh, for sure. For sure. I I've, He's thrown balls during the game, and I turn around I'm like, dude, holy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
1: So take, take me through what it's like in one of those huddles. You got, obviously, DeMarco's Super Bowl champion. You just finished your first year in the league. you been doing it for Oh, long, I'm uh, talking trash. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm barking. Right? Like you got to go, go score. Like, uh-huh. y- here we go. We got to go do it right now. Mm-hmm. Is it rah-rah? Is it just chill? Like, hey, this is what we're going
2: to do. Here's the play. Mm-hmm. What I need from you, take me through the emotions of those. Yeah, it's definitely rah rah um, on the sidelines because I mean you got to pump yourself up to win. But I feel like in any level of sports, when it gets tough, you need to have a a blank mindset. Yeah. Um, So that's definitely what you know. He's been in so many of those situations. Um, Again, like he's confident in what I mean. We saw it when we played the Colts. Um, So he's done it a lot of times. And um, again, I wouldn't want anybody else. You want to make a case
0: for Kevin Dotson, real quick
2: anything uh yeah people ask me if i want him back and i tell them yes like um that's it i tell people no, no well i tell yeah. people because like i wouldn't be a good gm yes yeah. i feel like we had the pieces to get it done last year um so i mean he's an awesome guy i mean he came straight in with the mindset of if i when i get in i'm not coming out yeah so um yeah he's, he's awesome i don't know oh, who guys.
0: surprised me more I mean, well him i mean he's huge i saw him on film in pittsburgh so i'm not so surprised Kyron Williams Mm -hmm. really surprised me Mm -hmm. I didn't think he was going to be a lead back yeah I thought he'd be a complimentary back he was a
2: physical little running back yeah uh it's hard to for me to gauge what a good NFL player was going in because I didn't know Mm -hmm. um but now that I'm looking back going into camp Kyron was making plays Puka was making plays you know all of these things were happening and I felt like that's what I mean it goes into the season so um it was kind of expected you know from being in the inside um so uh, i know we can build off of that steve avila
1: rams left guard joining us here from rams revealed at the youtube theater what's it like when you find out i mean you, you knew you're going to go to the nfl you knew you're going to get drafted it's just a matter of where you're going to go when you're going to get drafted and all of a sudden you find out you're coming to los angeles you're coming to a team coached by sean mcveigh who has had about as much success right out of the shoot as anybody that's ever kind of come into the league especially as such a young person mm-hmm. what's that like knowing that i'm going to go play for that guy
2: Oh, man, you, you always hear about Sean Mc- good coaches, uh, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Sean McVay. Um, and I know he's one. He's a younger coach, uh, so it can be easier to relate to him. But um, as soon as I got here, he just the way that he did things and the way he commands a room was encouraging for a rookie. Um, he knew that we had a young team, and I felt like the way that he navigated through the season helped us develop into what we were. Um, so it, he definitely made it a safe space to uh, – be better and, and learn. Uh, it was a learning process for all of us. Um, I, I always tell people, if I was anywhere else, I don't think I'd be as good as I am. Really? So, yeah. High praise. I bet that playbook was different than college. It was. It was. But I mean, I saw during the Senior Bowl, you kind of learn yeah. a new playbook, but it, it's all it all gets bunched together. It's like, oh, yeah. this is the same play from college that I ran. Yeah. So, but it's a lot more stuff. See, it's that's more the, more of the light of a you're talking thing. about. That's the light coming on. Yeah. Oh, right. this is that. Oh, bang, go play. It's more of a technique thing. Now, yeah. I feel like that's the biggest difference. Um, I had to. Learn that was what was really heavy when I got here is just learning how to do things that the way they want to. Um, so it took me a couple weeks uh, to do that.
1: What's the, what What are the goals for next season? Individual goals, obviously, team goals are team yeah. goals. What, what about you personally?
2: Oh man, I just want to continue. Um, so I want to play every snap again. <laughs> that's one thing. But, um, man, I just want to be better than I was last year. Um, that's a big thing for me. One thing that I told myself coming in is, like, I just I didn't want to be a bum. And I know that's, like, very Mission vague. accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it's very vague. But um, uh, a lot of people talk about sophomore slumps, and I don't want that. Um, I want to – put myself in the best position to help this team um he paid really bobby about.
0: wagner and i'm like i, I bet he doesn't know
2: yeah yeah you know he don't know you
0: don't know just keep doing that right there do me a favor say your last name avila say your last name again
2: avila avila avila, avila. people say avila it's avila avila yeah there. like done just remember like avocado that first av in that Avila. It's going to stick, man. Yeah, you I missed the avocado. So. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on yes, a
1: great sir. rookie Thank season. So it, uh, it was uh, fun to watch and more pancakes of Bobby Wagner and guys yes, sir. like him. Sure,
2: Steve go. Avila. Yeah there, we go. yeah, there you go. There you go. Steve
1: go. Avila Rams, left guard. It's a pleasure, Steve. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Rams Revealed live from the YouTube Theater. We're still going to talk with Kevin Demoff. That's coming up in a little bit. We're going to talk with Bobby Brown as well. DeMarco Farr, Travis Rogers, 710 ESPN. Lots more to get to.